If you don't know what the intellectual dark web is, that's kind of the point of this episode, but I'll explain it. For better or worse, it's a pretty short story. The intellectual dark web is, or maybe was, a group of public intellectuals who loudly opposed political correctness and identity politics and similar issues. 2019 and early 2020 was arguably their heyday. They all have or started podcasts where most of them continue to stand on tables metaphorically and shout about how crazy things are out there. Its most notable figures um, have been Brett Weinstein, who was canceled by his own university for refusing to partake in um, effectively racist activities, and at which he was a uh, professor. His brother Eric Weinstein, who works in some way for the billionaire Peter Thiel, and claims to maybe possibly, perhaps, have a unifying equation for physics, although he won't share it with anyone. And Jordan Peterson, who admittedly has a hard time taking his own ultra best-selling advice. In the mix somewhere is also Sam Harris, who acts like he has a perfectly logical answer to everything, up to and including moral absolutism. What a fun bunch. So they made some appearances on Beer Mo Bill Maher and some mainstream media and made the rounds on each other's podcasts for a while and then slowly began to fizzle out. Jordan Peterson arguably still garners the most attention these days and generally for poor faith, maligned, and unfortunate reasons. In the spirit of disclosure, I'm a fan of Jordan Peterson, which is to say I appreciate how he says some things. I don't really swallow whole his religious interpretations and Jungian psychology. Um, I'm not in a position to judge either of those. I do, however, think he is earnest in his attempts to help people. Peterson is still a professor in Canada and a practicing clinical psychologist as far as I know, but the rest don't really do anything. Sure, they bring attention to idiocy, like identity politics and political correctness, but I don't need some hand-wavy pseudo-genius on a podcast to tell me the downfalls of racism or anti-racism or judging people for superficial reasons. And they offer little in the way of constructive suggestions for how to best navigate the world. Notably, on an episode of Lex Friedman's podcast, whom I would call an acolyte of Eric Weinstein, Eric broadly claimed that people like Lex, who worked at MIT at the time, needed to, quote, do something about the stifling bureaucracy in academia that was holding back the creativity of fellow geniuses. Upon being asked specifically what he meant, he was entirely unable to provide any clarity. At that point, I stopped listening to Eric Weinstein's podcast, as well as all of his appearances on other podcasts. You can see why it's really easy to call them grifters. Their podcasts get a good bit of listens and views. Sam Harris probably has the most popular podcasts out of all of them. I'm sure their ad revenue and Patreons pull in a good bit of money, even though Eric Weinstein is 
the managing director, whatever that means, at Teal Capital, uh, which is ran by a literal billionaire. Whether or not they mean well or just really smart-sounding grifters, at the end of the day, they don't offer much, especially if you're not in that weird high school, early adult phase of thinking you can self-learn really complicated shit like quantum physics if you just pick up a couple of Feynman and Planck biographies and books. Maybe they're out there, but no real public intellectuals come to mind. I mean, if they don't come to mind, then they're not that public, by definition. I mean, I spend a lot of fucking time in both the public squares and seedy alleyways of the internet. I mean, I even know who mentions Moldbug is. Some older and previous ones come to mind, though. People like Noam Chomsky, William F. Buckley, Carl Sagan, Christopher Hitchens, and Ayn Rand, to name a few. Assuming there aren't that many of meaningful caliber, is it because America thinks it has no need for them? Or maybe because public discourse has become too derivative and shallow? For the latter, the public conversation is tightly orbited meta-bullshit, like how people talk and how they should talk, rather than what it is they're actually saying, much less the foundations upon which their beliefs lie. The Overton window seems to shrink and move to the left a little more every day. Politicians have become celebrities, and celebrities have become politicians. Or perhaps it was always that way, I'm not really sure. The lines between news, entertainment, fact, and opinion seem to be less clear all the time. And a non-negligible amount of people have foregone good-faith debate in preference of slandering and lecturing about nonsensical postmodernist talking points. Weird times indeed. As for the former, this is the age of the post-truth. As the sole proprietor of my lived experience, I am in the best possible position to analyze the world from my point of view, and my point of view is the only one that should matter to me, or some people with brightly colored hair seem to say. I have no idea what the future holds, but I would love some new Hitchens and Rands. <laughs>